And now it's time for everybody's favorite recovery show, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, The Great Reality. With the Monty Man, Denver Wolf, Tony, and Mark. Three, two, one, zero. Expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Welcome to the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Show. Denver Wolf is in the studio. Good morning. Tony J is in the studio. Morning. Marvar is in the studio. <laughs> Howdy. And we are all here because we're not all there. <laughs> Amen. So, so listen, uh, right off the bat, i got to share this. Um, so I've got an interesting, um, interesting response on one of our YouTube versions of the show. Um, for, I'm not going to say his last name, although, <laughs> although his last name is on the uh, thing, but I'm not going to do to him what he's done to us. Oh, wonderful. Well, sort of. Kind of. Philip N. Philip N. says, cut the crap out. Keep the parts that are important. Magic fairy dust is nonsense. He doesn't like the fact that we have fun on the show. Oh. <laughs> so this is... This, Maybe he's, you know, the fairy dust. Yeah, cut out the crap. <laughs> Keep what's important. What makes sense. Magic fairy dust is nonsense. So here you go. This is for Philip. Just for Philip. <laughs> there you go, Philip. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have. Every once in a while we get a humbug gonna... like that that doesn't oh, yeah. like the fact that we have fun in recovery. If you can't have fun in recovery, what are you doing? I, I don't, I don't, know, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, and if you don't, if if you don't like the show, excuse yourself from the room, mm-hmm. yeah, and go poke yourself in the head with a sharp stick or something. I mean, wow. <laughs> it, it's real simple: turn the dial <laughs> or click away. Okay, so I have a little bit of an announcement uh, for the listeners. Um, the uh, Teen Challenge of Arizona, the Victory Report, that show has concluded. It has run its course. And so we will be back on the first Monday of the month. For, but if I, that guy's kind of ran together. <laughs> did it. 
the first Monday of the month and the second Monday of the month uh, with uh, the great reality, this show, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. The third Monday of the month will stay the same. That is uh, entitled to overcome with Dave Fleming, Solutions for Life Today. And uh, then the fourth uh, Monday of the month, we take off. Uh, so we'll be back on April 1st, or will we? Ooh, da-da-da. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Some people aren't going to get that. <laughs> yeah. But, but we definitely will be back on April 1st, and, and that's the first Monday of next month, and then the second Monday of the month. And as always, thank you to all of our sponsors and the folks that uh, help us stay afloat to keep doing this. Um, Collies, we're moving towards our 16th year of doing this. That just blows my mind. Um, but anyway, that's all great news. But, you know, of course, when you have great news, you got to have Stop this. right there. It's time for Montana's Weekly Wine. That's right. Yes. And I missed my baby. You missed your baby. It seems like it's been forever since. I know. <laughs> since we've all been here. Okay, I've got I've got two. So we were at um by the way, not all <laughs> not all Red Robin restaurants are filthy dirty like the one in Albany, Oregon. We were at we, Wow. Wham. Albany, Oregon, Red Robin. Yeah. If you care about your health, do not eat at that Red Robin. Albany. It Oregon. is really, really nasty. Um, so we went to Red Robin in Salem mm -hmm. uh, and took our son and daughter-in-law out to lunch, and it was spotless. That place... They heard you were <laughs> yeah, That place was amazingly clean. Um, but here's the problem. Uh-oh. So um, we had two coupons, one for 20% off... Um, our meal and another one for a free appetizer right so we asked the waitress can we use both of them she goes not on the same ticket okay no problem so we'll we'll have separate tickets right and so that makes sense I get mm -hmm. that so Marcia and I will be on one ticket and Cameron and Emma will be on another ticket mm -hmm. two separate tickets she goes oh yeah that'll work that's no problem at all well then she came back and she said we can't do it I said why she said because it's the same table. <laughs> and I said, how does the table know, you know, what, what? That makes no sense to me. So I said, if, if my wife and I were sitting at the table over here, <laughs> then can we do it? She goes, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, oh, no. But I figured it out. When they punch in, they're assigned tables. Right, and so everything gets rung up on table number three, which mm -hmm. was our table, and the computer won't allow you to do more than one coupon per table. Mm -hmm. That's why that doesn't work. So she would actually have to literally, we would have to be, she would have to split us up table wise, which won't work because another table is another waitress's table. <laughs> so it makes sense, but I get to whine about it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but she said that we could do it. And then we got our giant tower of onion rings, and then afterwards she said we couldn't do it. Mm. So shouldn't that be on her? Mm-hmm. She, she should comp you for that. She should comp us for that. <coughs> Did she? No. Nope. Maybe, maybe, maybe we ought to table this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we won't burn you down yet, Salem. So here's here's the other one, though. <laughs> oh, Oop, don't fall over. 
Um, so, so here's my main wine, though. Okay, we've had the Tide Pod challenge, challenge that we've all heard about, uh-huh. right? We've had the 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 ice challenge. We've had even people pouring pouring pulling water over themselves challenge. Con- condoms. We've had the swallowing condom challenge. <laughs> okay, have you heard of the throwing cheese in a baby's face challenge? I think that one's cute. You do? <laughs> I do. Well, you wouldn't think so much. So, when if you were actually sitting in front of the baby and the baby is scared to death, <laughs> parents are walking by their children, <laughs> flinging chunks of cheese into their faces. And scaring these infants absolutely half to death. They're they're throwing them hard, too. It isn't just a slice of cheese laying it on the baby's face and seeing what the baby does. It's throwing it at the baby, slapping the baby in the face with a piece of cheese. I don't think it's funny. I think it's I know. I'd probably go to heck for laughing at it. Yeah. But now they're doing it to animals. (laughs) I saw one yesterday. Might be fun to do it to fish. (laughs) What? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more. I'm still grasping. Okay, so, so, so what's the challenge part? The of challenge, this? I guess, is to see who has the child with the funniest reaction. But I don't think it's funny. No, I think it's I abusive. Don't it's stupid. It, can you believe that? So you sit <laughs> no. your child. So you sit your 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 eight month old in the high chair, right? And as you walk by, you slap some. <laughs> Processed cheese food in their face. Paper ja- pepper jack or something. <laughs> what is, people, what is wrong with you? At oh. least if it's Swiss, they can see through Right? Okay, so there's another one out here, this uh, Momo. Oh! What? The Momo thing going the, on. That it's one's te- dangerous, is, though. It's telling kids that uh, it's going to come and haunt them because it knows something about... Now, Momo is that looking. distorted, big-eyed, kind of like that Senator Gal or whoever is on the... I, I don't <laughs> oh I don't want to go there, Cortez. <clears throat> it kind anyway. like that. Uh-oh, the phone's on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Democrat. It's Hillary calling <laughs> But anyways, Momo is this uh, distorted figure <laughs> on Facebook freaky. that her eyes are buggy and her mouth's weird. You've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where they alter the picture. Yeah. So now it they, I guess on YouTube they have videos of this creature or distorted female challenging kids to uh, do harm to themselves or their... She's yeah. going to come and haunt them. Yeah, I heard something. What? Yeah. Yeah, and it's in the Peppa Pig video. I don't it's know like cartoon Peppa Pig, but yeah, I don't, it's a cartoon character. But it's in within that those videos, huh? So she'll like periodically come up and be like, "Mo, so, 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 yeah, that uh, that one kind of shocked me. Yeah, that one's Gee, not funny. Whiz. Well, yeah. slapping kids in the face <laughs> with cheese and Momo. Uh, you know, we're out you, of hand. If you want to be, if you want to be an idiot and swallow detergent. Mm-hmm. And condoms and, and and pour boiling water over yourself. That's one thing. But when you start abusing, you know, innocent children. Children of the cheese. Children of the cheese. <laughs> children of the corn, part two. Children of the cheese. Anyway. Dairy um, edition. Wow. All right. Um, 
Yeah, something's <coughs> something on seriously wrong. Yeah, that went sideways. <laughs> that was like a month towards of uh, one-liners for yeah. you, or Jim Munsworth. We need recovery more than ever, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so we can't go without uh, a weekly win. That's right, it's time for the Monty Man's Weekly Win, right here on Safe Club Recovery Radio. <laughs> So after that last conversation, one of the wins would be starting a corporation that packages throwaway cheese. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, oh, the one are. cheese challenge. That shows you what my brain does. The one cheese challenge. I'm going to go home and do it to Lucifer. He's getting old anyways. He's senile. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, this is a little bittersweet, but it really is a win for him and for us. Colin has moved out. Yay! Da da da. Woohoo! Our youngest son, our 21 year old, has moved into his own apartment. Um, a very nice one, actually, over by where the old bus saw used to be. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. There's some new apartments yeah. there that are just sweet. Mm. Um, his fiance uh, works for the apartment management company, so they get two hundred dollars off. Wow. They didn't have to do the big deposit thing and all that. Uh, and uh, so he's setting up house over there for when they get married. And she's still living with with uh, her folks. And then when they get married, she'll obviously move in. And so we helped them kind of set up and everything. That's and, a that's a river view, isn't it? Well, they no, it, the no, river. because they're facing. They're not facing the river. They're oh. facing the other direction. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, you prepare your kids for life, and then they move out. This wasn't as hard on me as Cameron moving out because Colin had moved out once before and spent a year oh. at college in the dorms, and then moved back. And then when he moved back, he's engaged, so we never saw him anyway. <laughs> um, but we're going to miss him, but he's just down down the road. The thing that's kind of funny about it is he'll be back on a regular basis because he's a tuba major, and he can't play his tuba in the apartments. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's odd. <laughs> but uh, good, going, good going for him, and I can't believe this is going to be it, – it's, it's just a few more weeks down the road, and, and he'll be married and and doing the deal, so – well, congratulations Good on both ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's nice and quiet around our home. We don't wake up at two in the morning to thump, 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 thump him running up and down the stairs. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. But but we did have this discussion of, uh, hey, Colin, where are my tools? <laughs> well, Dad, that that tool is mine. No, 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 it is not. We had this discussion when you borrowed it, and then Marcia came downstairs yesterday, and she says. I found a bunch of your tools in different parts of the upstairs room. Uh, so yeah, so good stuff. Right on. All right, we're okay. gonna take uh, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with the topic. Um, the question: Do we ever outgrow our twelve step fellowships? Do we? Do we? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Maybe we think we do. Maybe we should rethink our thinking. I don't know. We'll talk about it. So don't go away. We'll be back right after this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During a rally in the evening of July 1958, dozens of gang members from the streets of New York City 
came forward to turn their will and their lives over to Jesus Christ, including Nikki Cruz from the street gang, the Mau Mau's. The morning after the rally, Nikki and his gang, along with other gang rivals, traded in their weapons for Bibles. This was to be the beginning of the world's largest and most effective faith-based treatment program for those living with life-controlling issues such as alcohol and narcotic addiction. The author of The Cross and the Switchblade, Pastor David Wilkerson, would commit his life and passion to working with men and women from all walks of life through the founding of the International Ministry of Teen Challenge. Well, the worldwide ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge is stronger than ever and reaching more addicts and alcoholics seeking recovery every day. If you or someone you know is in need of freedom from the bondage of life-controlling issues, visit TeenChallengeUSA.com for a center near you. And if you are in the Pacific Northwest, call 541-491-1002 to speak with an intake coordinator. Adult and Teen Challenge, putting hope within reach. Just when you thought the madness was over, here's more with Tony, Denver, Marv, and the Monty Man. to the show The Great Reality a production of Take 12 Recovery Radio uh, Next Monday on the show uh, with uh, Entitled to Overcome with Dave Fleming um, we have the author Linda Arose uh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly the, uh, the Weight of a Feather is her book A Mother's Journey Through the Opiate Addiction Crisis She's going to be the guest on Entitled to Overcome. That'll be next Monday, and that'll be posted by 2 p.m. next Monday, Pacific Standard Time. Is she in the studio? Uh, no, she'll be on the phone. Mm. Uh, Dave, Dave will be in the studio, he and I, and uh, we're going to connect with her on the phone. Um, it, it is, uh, it's an easy read, as you can see. I have the book in my hand. <laughs> um, but it's, it's very moving. And it's, uh, you know, moving through this opiate crisis with a child that well it's just it's just kind of earth shattering in it but it's a very very powerful book and uh and her son is doing well and in recovery and he's a college guy and all that kind of stuff but it wasn't always that way so we're going to be talking to her uh the the weight of a feather if you want to look it up on amazon all right this week's topic do we ever outgrow our 12-step fellowships and i don't know i I suppose it's a matter of perception. Um, do we? And if we do, does that mean we graduate from attending? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So let me let me read just a couple of comments uh, that were posted on social media. Uh, Donald Roberts said, "Yielding to the Spirit for real." What does that really mean to you? And and I'm 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 like I'm not sure how that what he meant by that, but I, I'm thinking he was saying, well, what is the Spirit of God telling you to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, before you exit stage left, maybe you ought to check it out with God. Bobby Z says, uh, yes, the day I took step three, and then he put LOL. So I'm not sure with that one. 
Uh, David Kay said, I gave up the big book for the Bible. Read Romans 7 and 8. And more now, I understand what was going on. I no longer call sin a disease. Well, David, I don't know if I want to go there or not, but... Let's but, go there. Okay, let's oh. go there. <laughs> Golly. The silent cowboy has spoken. I got I to I gotta tell you, and I know there's some semantics involved here, but first of all, alcoholism is... It's a medical issue. It's not a sin to be allergic to alcohol. So we got we had to clear that up right right away. It is it is a it is an illness, and it's not a sin to be allergic to alcohol. So I got to clear that up right away. But I, I gave up the big book for the Bible. I don't know. I think they go <coughs> hand in hand. Myself, why do you have to give up one for the other? Marv, you want to chime in? No, I agree with you, Monty. The, the principles that are set out in that big book yeah where do they come from from the bible from the bible <laughs> you know so right. it's all intertwined and ever interwoven together in my humble opinion yeah and so. I, I i i teach out of the adult and teen challenge center i take material out of the big book and i use it with scripture because they mesh very very well they kind of put it in layman's terms. Guys can kind of understand it. You know, um, I don't know. I th- When people say that, like, it's almost like I, I've abandoned my, my roots and I'm going to, you know, kind of turn my back on it. And I'm better than that now or something. I, I don't know. It's kind of the feeling I get. It's kind of icky. What do you guys think about that? Chime in. Well, I mean, I <coughs> I think they do go hand in hand because that's how I'm on my journey right now. Was right. I am in my program, and you know now I'm like I found Jesus basically, and you know it it goes. It, you can't have one without the other. I don't think. Okay. Denver, what do you think? <sighs> Boy, that is kind of a, a, a baited question or whatever you said there earlier. Do we outgrow it? Well, I'm, I don't know if outgrowing is the word I would use. Do we grow? Yes, hopefully we do. Mm-hmm. Which will lead you into different uh, areas, stages, uh activities, groups, fellowships, whatever. So uh, I attended up in Sweet Home for two years, and it was wonderful. But there came a point where it didn't feel like it did when I first started. Sure. So I, I don't know if that's outgrowing or if that's growing to where you want to move on, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Outgrowing is not really the word I am comfortable using, but moving into another season or chapter, yeah. That, I like that, that better. That happens. Outgrowing. Yeah, or, or it should. Outgrowing sounds so final. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've, like you said, I've graduated now. I don't need that. Well, uh-huh. uh, for me to remain sober, I have to remember where I come from. Right. Now, if that means going back to Sweet Home occasionally and saying howdy to everybody up there. And, sure. And 
you know, touching bases there, then I guess I haven't outgrown it. Right. But I have moved on to different uh, avenues of me uh, working on my sobriety and helping others through different channels. Uh, John B. says, I have changed home groups and moved on. Sometimes you can outgrow a group and that just happens. Mm -hmm. My first home group will always have a special place in my heart. There you are. I, I get that. Uh, my first home group, I don't, I don't attend there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I know, I know this, that, that, I, that I could at any time. I know that I haven't, I haven't outgrown the fellowship of 12 steppers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. When, when, for me, once you've made that connection, you always ha kind of have yeah, that. You're a life member. You can't get uh -huh. it out of your blood. You, you, you know. Um, it's almost like your new drug. Yeah, and there are, there are meetings that are like beginners meetings, mm -hmm. and there are ones that are a little more in in, in depth, I suppose. Um, but we're, we're going to look at Stephen Carter's uh, statement here in just a minute, which makes total sense to me. Um, that kind of reminds me of some of the things Bruce used to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee R says, I was in an NA uh, to start with, went to AA and then CA, Cocaine's Anonymous, worked out of the big book. And felt completely out of place in NA after that. So I guess you could say I outgrew outgrew a fellowship. That was uh, Lee's statement. But here's Stephen Carter's. Uh, he's, and he's a good friend of Take 12 Radios. He says, kind of. Then he goes on to explain, there are so many people who keep saying all this God stuff bothers them. So they make the home group their higher power. So they are still in spiritual kindergarten, which is fine. I, I agree. That's mm -hmm. that's fine. And it's an opportunity to come alongside them and befriend them and help guide them to the Lord, which is a good thing, such as service work, etc. And yet, I want to stay in the group because I can maybe help people in their spiritual walk. So I stay for that reason. I definitely need more, deeper, meat rather than milk, as it were. I'm getting some of that elsewhere. It's not related. I mean, 12-step related. We have a Celebrate Recovery here, but it's not much to write home about. <laughs> that is, it's, it is spiritual, but does not address the nitty-gritty parts of alcoholism or addiction. So for a newly recovering addict or alcoholic, this would not meet their baseline <clears throat> needs. So this is always a question in the back of my mind. Right now, I just do both. Go to 12-step programs and separate spiritual, in a separate spiritual group, but I know I cannot comfortably address the entire picture, the full Monty, so to speak, pardon the pun, in either group, which is somewhat frustrating. Mm. But but Stephen continues to go to what Bruce used to say to be a maximum service in the God, to God and the people he puts in his life at the meetings. So I think our responsibility may shift to a degree that now we're going to see where we can be of help to others. And in that process, we continue to grow in our own recovery. And may I just say, no matter how long you've been attending your 12-step fellowship, if you ever come to a place where you're no longer teachable and you think you got it all, you probably need the meeting more than ever. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Marv? I think that if you can put your philosophy in a nutshell, you probably ought to leave it there. <laughs> that well, was a that's good what one. we're talking yeah. about. We're kind yep. of talking about 
going to meetings, no matter what they are. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, and you come to a point where uh, you're saying, "Oh, I don't need this anymore." Right. And and the way I look at it um, is a little different because and some of the old timers have kind of taught taught me this. Uh huh. Um, that you know the bloom of being sober is gone. I don't have that. Oh, I haven't had to have a drink today. Right. And oh, I'm sober and and I'm so grateful and all that. But what I do have that hasn't changed a whole lot is a thinking problem. Uh huh. And the reason I go to meetings is I realize I have a thinking problem. Gotcha. And and I need to uh, no matter how I feel, I need to go. And that's what I do. Yeah. And that kind of philosophy is everlasting, ever-growing. It doesn't stagnate if I can keep my attitude in the right place. Sure. <clears throat> and and uh, I agree with you. And, and I think... Which I have a hard time doing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about dying to ourselves daily. You know, yeah. hitting the reset button every day. Um. So people that totally leave their fellowship, whatever it is, whatever recovery fellowship, whether it's uh-huh. Alcoholics Victorious, Celebrate Recovery, AA, NA, who, who just leave it all behind and they never return because they've reached a certain place, a plateau or whatever. <clears throat> I'm like, do you, do you stop going to church? Do you stop going to synagogue? Do you stop... Uh-huh. I mean, do do you abandon the fellowship? I mean, you know, there's that part in the Bible that says, uh, 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 do not forsake the assembly of the believers. Well, that could be applied in your recovery fellowship, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you, d- because you've learned something, you've come to a certain place, does that mean that you just leave it all behind? I don't know. Do you, does that kind of make you a recovery thief? A little bit? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, one thing I do like about the uh, group I go to is it's continually, uh, daily, newcomers show up. Right. And so it's it's like there's this opportunity there if the door opens up to be available. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I, and some of the other groups, uh, I mean, they're f- I'm not running down anybody, but right. um, the idea that uh, these new people are continually showing up, uh, it kind of tickles me because not all the time, but once in a great while, a guy's able to help somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. And and the, <clears throat> new, the new guy, we were all new guys once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New guys and gals turn into people that have experience and are able to give away what's been given to them and it moves it's a it's a living breathing thing you know but if you leave it all behind so isn't it kind of like saying uh the question <clears throat> kind of like uh, in another way of looking at it is oh i don't need christ anymore i've grown up right mm. right yeah. i don't need I, I don't need christ anymore i don't need i don't need anybody <clears throat> anymore I, I'm my own man now. But that's now. when you're in danger. Right, exactly. Isn't that kind of what mm-hmm. got us in trouble in the beginning? Mm-hmm. You know, we're uh, we're an island unto ourselves, and I got this and, and, and everything else. And and I think if you really, really uh, 
if if you've really applied and implemented the twelve step process, one of the things that you're going to learn and hopefully be able to apply is that you <clears> want to <throat> give this thing away. Well, mm-hmm. you can't give it away if you're just you. Yeah, nobody to give it away to, right? But yet there are people that do that. They they stay within themselves and. You never see them again. Um, I feel bad for the ones that they get scared away. Like, right. Scared off. And so they're like, I had that experience. I'm not going to go back. Right. Sure. Sure. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, so okay. then that gives, but, but that, that actually puts some responsibility on the folks that have been around a while to mm-hmm. kind of be the elder statesman, right? And kind of help the person that's going, I don't know, yeah. and come alongside of them and say, hey, listen, people say things sometimes, mm-hmm. and but, it, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. And, you know, I didn't know to eat the meat and spit out, spit out the yeah. bones until somebody told me that. But if that person that told me that had outgrown the, the fellowship, I probably mm-hmm. would never have heard it. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this, that sometimes – let me look at the other side of the coin here. God will move people on into another area of recovery. Yeah. And it might not be, they may not stay in their AA fellowship. They mm-hmm. may move to celebrate recovery mm-hmm. or they may end up going on the mission field somewhere and applying the principles that they learned. Um, but I would, I would be cautious if they weren't connected somehow in some manner to a fellowship of people that can hold them accountable uh-huh. around <clears throat> their alcoholism or their addiction or, or their thinking issues that once we become not accountable to anybody, once we're not giving away what's been given to us, I think we're in a dangerous place. Uh-huh. But sometimes that doesn't look like your 12 step meeting. Yeah. Can you do service work? Is Is service work more than just, Pouring coffee or being a, 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 a district representative mm-hmm. or a group representative? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you can do service. I think what we do on this station is a service I was just about to say work. that. What we're doing right now is service work. There are those within 12-step fellowships, though, that, that believe very strongly that service work isn't service work unless it's within the, the confines mm-hmm. of that fellowship. And I think that's limiting it. Mm. Yeah, Jesus never thought that way. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> you can't come back here. You know, and that's <clears throat> that's one of the concept too that goes on that I've noticed, and I don't agree with is is the big book. I'll call them big book thumpers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, by God, if you're not doing it my way, you're not doing the program, and you know, and every one of us sitting in this room right now do this thing differently. Sure. We don't all do it you the bet. same. Mm-hmm. So we're not cookie cutter people. No, God didn't design us to be right. <clears throat> cookie cutter people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think there is, you know, if uh, and I've said this before, kind of tongue in cheek. If you're not willing to apply and implement the twelve steps, what are you doing in a twelve step fellowship? That's 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 the foundational stuff. That's the basic stuff. But mm-hmm. outside of that, there is a million different ways, a million different personalities as far as sponsors go, um, the way you attend meetings, how involved you get. Maybe mm-hmm. you do the camp out thing. Maybe you pour the coffee. Maybe 
maybe maybe you just open the door. Maybe that's a big deal for you. You know, um, there's I don't know. I, I I've come to a point. I'm not so up on being critical about how you mm-hmm. do it as much as that you do it yeah. right. Uh, and, and there is a way, there's a right way and a wrong way. You know, the the wrong way is not to do it. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of people that sit around in meetings and never, ever, ever apply and implement these steps. And you know what? Instead of riding their case about it, we just have to realize that, hey, and I tell the guys that either take notes or don't take notes in my classes out at Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. you're going to get out of this what you put into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand over you and force you to take notes and do all that. You got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But I still love you and I still want you here. You know, and I think I think if we're like that with people, light will come on when it needs to come on. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it will. Well, I think the light will come on when God wants it to come on. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. And then it'll be undeniable. Because haven't you? I know I've gone through life before going, where did that come from? All of a sudden, I had an aha moment. I don't even, I wasn't even trying. Just like with me with church yesterday. Right. I just had this weird, I'm, I still feel kind of numb inside, but like a good numb. I right. just, I heard something in church yesterday and I'm and just it, like, it clicked. Yeah. Things started clicking. But then I felt dumb because I was going there for like over a year off and on. Yeah. But, but now I've been very, Loyal going Sunday. Yeah, you have been, and mm-hmm. and and the deal is, is though, if you might not feel dumb about that because that was a process that had to take place for the light to come on. Oh, so that was good. And I sang. Tony actually sang. In I sang and I danced in <laughs> and church. And she danced. Ooh. <laughs> I think I was having look a look out. Well, it was really like hyper music, so I'm like, oh, hey, hey. Uh, 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 you know. <laughs> So I think everybody was looking at me because I was like jamming you, out. You guys church. don't get the full effect here. All right? I'm not quite sure about the hand thing yet. That's kind of weird. I'm still learning about the hand thing. Right. Yeah. You, you know, here's another thing. If you if you think that you've outgrown your 12-step fellowship. Now, mm-hmm. we're talking about people. Obviously, you can't outgrow something that you haven't been in. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking to people that have had a, a legitimate relational experience with their 12-step fellowship. Mm-hmm. If you think you've outgrown it and you don't you, you don't want to keep any kind of ties whatsoever, that's kind of sad because I what's what's so cool is I know I can go down to California, you know, and the Sonoma County group down there, I can I've got friends from high school that go to go to that. Mm-hmm. I could go in there, I can walk in I get a cup of coffee. I can sit down, and I'm automatically connected. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the beautiful things about recovery fellowships. Hi, Nala. Nala's come to say hi. <laughs> Haven't you, baby? You said beautiful, so she had to enter. Yes, she had to enter. <laughs> um, there's a tie that binds. There's that no more aloneness that the big book talks about. You know, in in the chapter Keys of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we make lifelong friends. I think we make lifelong connections. And if you break that off, maybe something's up with you. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe you got a resentment. Maybe you don't even have the ability to grab a coffee pot and start a new meeting. <laughs> Shoot, there were times I was chairing meetings, setting up, getting supplies, and closing up all in like three or four times a week. Right. Yeah. 
So, yeah. but it kept me busy, kept me out of my mind. Sure, sure. So, so there, there's there's different ways to stay connected to to recovery, um, <clears throat> but I think it's important that we we not forget from whence we came, mm-hmm. and uh, and that we stay connected somehow. So. I guess, depending on your opinion, do you outgrow it? Does If you outgrow something, does that mean you leave it behind, never to return? Mm-hmm. I hope not. Yeah. That would be kind of kind of sad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like Denver said. I mean, he, he, he can go up to Sweet Home and pop in. Yeah. Uh, if he needs to do that, or even if he doesn't need to do that. There's new faces, like Marv says, always, and that's exciting when you yeah. get there. But uh, we also belong, when you step through that door the first time, and it actually takes, yeah. then you do become part of a uh, a brotherhood, sisterhood, mm-hmm. you know, and it is lifelong. Sure. I mean, uh, outgrown, I'm stumbling with that word. It just sounds it, so negative. It, it, it really it? just is, uh, if you're outgrown, you're out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know so uh because and are you and, growing and, yeah mm-hmm. and the the other end of that is the outgrow outgrowing well yeah you're still growing so you're not out of anything you've just moved on to a different chapter or season and uh, sure it's good to go back and revisit like i said mm-hmm. for me to remember where where it all started because it a did th- have a beginning yeah. yeah a thought just occurred to me um so um, let's see, how do I put this? Isn't it possible, though, to keep going to meetings, but yet you've outgrown it and you become what they call a bleeding deacon? Sure, you betcha. Uh, and then you're not helpful anymore. Huh. Kind but, of a hindrance. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm wondering if that isn't where that originally came from anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You mean the statement out, outgrown? No, you just, uh, bleeding, bleeding deacon. deacon. Oh, bleeding deacon. Bleeding <clears throat> deacon, yeah. What I does think... that mean? <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead, Marv. Well, the way I understand that meaning, meaning is that it's a person who goes to meetings mm-hmm. and has a negative connotation about everything that's going on and is is uh, reprimanding when they're called on or when they speak up, they speak in, in a manner that reprimands what's going on. They correct the, people. Yeah, constantly correcting I, I, people. I've, I've and, met yeah. a few people like that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so that, yeah. that's what I kind of thought. But. It, yeah. yeah. And that makes sense now. I just never heard that. So they, so I think what they do is I think they, they come to a place where they think they've arrived, and they're, instead they're not, of moving on, they stay put. They're not growing, and they're not growing. They've, and yeah. so they're shifting all their attention on what you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. how Spirit, you're saying it. Spiritual pride. Spiritual pride. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. I've heard these these folks. Most of the time, I haven't heard too many of them interrupt people, mm-hmm. but when it's their time to share, they're going to point out what you did wrong. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I'm thinking of one guy in my head right now, and I'm thinking that the whole, the <laughs> whole, think of- the whole group knows when he's there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to get chewed out some t- at some point in this meeting because they know as soon as <laughs> he opens his mouth, he's going to start mm-hmm. he's going to start criticizing everybody. And what does that do to the new guy? Intimidates them. Oh, yeah. Because... 
it scares them to death. They don't want to yeah. open their mouth because when you're new, you don't know you don't know the lingo, right? Yeah. There's been a couple I never went back to due to that. Due to that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it like belittles them. Sure, sure. So whatever happened to coming alongside somebody later or outside of the meeting and gently guiding them and helping mm-hmm. to teach them without being critical and harsh and but some people that's just kind of how they are mm-hmm. and uh so we pray for them <laughs> <laughs> well there is a place for tough love sure mm-hmm. but love is a key word mm-hmm. in that there's and, yeah go ahead well i'm just yeah i was just thinking um uh, the other day uh it's interesting I, and i don't want to take up a bunch of time but um it was uh, a relapse situation that went on uh-huh. in, in the meeting and and i actually uh and this is my character defect but i got mad i got angry about it and everybody was kissy kiss kissy huggy huggy mamby pamby in this person and and i'm watching this and it was several people doing it and that's fine they were Showing that hey, we're glad you're back and yeah, and but I got angry and I and I talked about it. I said, look, I said my wife died, yeah, from an overdose, yeah, and uh, you you've been around this meeting for two or three months and you're going out and relapse and I said, I'm glad you're back, but it makes me angry because this thing causes death. Everybody's patting your butt to to the to the grave, mamby right? pamby, and yeah, and. Uh, um, and so I left there, and I thought, man, I just made a bunch of enemies, you know. And this one person who I have a lot of respect for, uh, I thought was pretty mad at me. Uh huh. Well, that's that's the way my thinking is, and come to find out, um, <coughs> this person thought I was right on the money. Yeah. Because I, t- I, you know, I said, hey, you're gonna slap me upside the head. <laughs> and uh, they said, no, you were right on the money. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there is this tough love thing, and it sounds crude and rude to some people and stuff, but it's a truth. People die from this thing. Right, right. And we we can coddle <clears throat> them right to the grave. Yeah. We can. And, and th- there there's a time for some hugs. Mm-hmm. There's a time for welcome back. <clears throat> And we're really glad you're here. But to say it's okay, it's not okay. Yeah. It is not okay. You know, relapse is never, ever, ever, ever a part of recovery mm-hmm. until it happens. And then, then it can be. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea that, well, it's just part of the recovery process. Well, if it happens, it can be a part of the recovery process, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be that way. And it and it's it it's a cop out. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we're we're licensing people to go out and experiment. We even tell them that sometimes. Why don't you go out and try some more drinking? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, now, I never agreed with that statement. It, because depending on where you are in your life, maybe you're this this far away from suicide. Somebody tells you that, and we'll love you back. We'll love you till you can love yourself. It's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. Um, but, you know, there's, I, I'm reminded of the, uh, that phrase, uh, praise publicly, correct privately. 
Mm. Um, so if you're doing that, if you're if you're being lovey dovey, mamsy pamsy, you you better be willing also to go up to the person privately and say, "All right, now what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. What what what's the game plan here?" And, and I'll you know if I've got if I got the audacity to praise you into to congratulating you for relapse. Do I have enough common sense to come alongside you and be willing to help you recover from that and do the next right thing instead of going right back to it? Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we just need to keep our mouth shut. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I've been, I've been working on that. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> but here's the deal. with We know that addiction, and that's a broad term, but we know addiction is the number one health crisis in our world. Number one. Mm-hmm. What the heck are we doing leaving our recovery fellowships behind when there's so much need for those of us who have some experience Mm -hmm. to be able to speak into people's lives and then also the need for us to continue to grow? Now, I've kind of shifted in a different area, but I'm still a 12-stepper. I'm still doing 12-step recovery. I'm still doing the deal. If you've left completely and you think you've outgrown it, you probably need it more than ever. But where do you go to when you leave? See, I go to CR. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, where did you leave? Where did you go? Right. Did you actually step into something, or or where did you just disappear? Uh, I think some people where, do. Well, wow, just disappear. Mm. Uh, um. That would be lost. Almost. I it mean, would it, be. Yeah. It would be. I know a lot of people that's left in like exercising. It's now their higher power, so they put all of that into. Like, oh, we know a few people like that, don't we? Denver? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That turned the weight they room substitute. into their god. Yeah, yeah, they substitute addiction for uh, right? a new addiction, basically. Sure, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, just where did you go <laughs> when you when you left? Where did you go? Did you not stay involved somehow, some way in recovery? Right. Or, right. you know, are you the lost out there? Mm-hmm. And there are people that do. They just vanish. Yeah. You know, and then all sorts of rumors get going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't say anything. And the recovery world is a small world. So when, like, something gets said. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like a small town. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Well, let us let us know what you think. Uh, do you feel like you've outgrown your twelve step fellowship, and maybe you've outgrown uh-huh. that particular group? Are you plugging into something else? Are you giving away what's been given to you? Are you practicing these <clears throat> principles in all your affairs somewhere else? Or are you just out there being the Lone Ranger? Uh-huh. Because I don't know. When I was the Lone Ranger, I was in trouble. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of truth to that. You know, an alcoholic or an addict by himself is in bad company. Um, we need each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if we didn't need each other, Adam would be running around all by himself still. Yeah. Right? In the garden. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, little lion. Hi, little dog. Hi, little sheep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. Any closing thoughts? Mm. Anybody? Anybody? I just... Uh, just real quick, you know, the thing about it is with this kind of stuff and my, and this is just me and my, my opinion is, 
is that no matter <clears throat> whether it's the Bible or the big book, it, it seems like every time I read it, the same thing that I've read before comes across mm-hmm. different. Mm. And I really see it a lot uh, in the big book. Um, it just, it's, it's like uh, they talk about more being re- revealed. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and that convinces me that I'm not going to graduate from right. this thing. So, yeah, yeah. You're not outgrowing, you're growing. Yeah, you're learning and growing every day. Ooh, so maybe the question shouldn't be, do you gr- outgrow your 12-step fellowship? Are but you growing? Are you practicing in growing with your 12-step fellowship? That's Ooh. a good one, too. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our closing song is by Richie Supa, and it is entitled, The High Cost of Low Living. Ooh. Here's Richie. Every time I do it, still I can't get enough The drugs rushing through my veins Got me going insane And end up giving me more pain Than they're taking away Somebody take me away Before I'm dining on a bullet Got my finger on the trigger But I'm too scared to pull it And so I'm doing things That I swore that I'd never do Sell the kids Cause they mamas is using too There's no denying Everything that I speak is true In any city you can find me Cause I am you Hot pack 
took a shot and then I dropped. Woke up, drove back to the block to cop. Locked me up in prison in a single man cell. It's still me that holds the key that keeps me living in hell. When you cross the line and you can't get back, there's always a price to pay. I've been licking my wounds and healing my scars from all my yesterdays. Across the floor. Sorry, just don't cut it, no. When they swing. was Mr. Richie Supa. Hey, listen, if you want to know and get involved with all the wonderful stuff that Richie is doing, you want to visit Recovery Unplugged. Listen, their mission is to provide hope and healing for individuals affected by addiction using the power of music. Visit their website at recoveryunplugged.com. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Ooh, kitty, 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 kitty.